All right, everyone, uh, welcome once again. This is our chance to have a panel discussion. And uh, I guess we're gonna introduce ourselves first. My name is Pastor Buster Swoops Jr. I am an assistant professor of religion here at Southwestern Adventist University and looking forward to this wonderful conversation because can we give it up? We had two excellent messages tonight. Thank you guys so much. Yes. I'm so blessed. April, please. I'm Pastor April, and I'm the pastor of discipleship here. Sorry, I'm, yes, you should clap for her. Go ahead, do that. I'm not, I'm not unengaged. I was trying to like concisely like get notes down. Okay. Um, uh, my name, I, I, uh, my name is Jonathan Coker. I'm a teacher at Chisholm Trail Academy. I help out with Elevate and the, what am I? The cr creative, creative director. director. That's right. Ambiguous enough that nobody knows what it means, including me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, Woo-woo! All right, again, my name is Kyle Barrow. I'm a senior theology major here at Southwestern Adventist Woo -woo! University. I'm also the head chaplain, head student chaplain uh, for the slide office at our school. A junior theology major, and I am also you guys' ministry's vice president. Okay. Excellent, excellent. So I, I'm going to start off the panel with just give me, uh, and let's, Coker, I know it's going to be hard, all right, but just give me your highlight. What stuck out to you? What touched your heart tonight? Uh, okay, so what is, what's ringing over and over again is how, so this, this we've sat through four now, messages, uh, and I prepared, so I preached tomorrow during church yes you do yes uh <laughs> but what's what's striking is that there's echoes of everything so like we we the way that this is decided is we kind of we got together and we picked like the themes and the passages but we didn't like really share each other's notes and the echoes of everything that's coming from yours and from his it's like we're all headed in the exact same direction and i was like it's so weird how i was like i thought i had this novel direction i was going i was like oh no 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 we all got this as we went deeper into the word, like this, this idea that uh, certainty and trust, they can't live together, that it's antithetical to actually accessing wisdom. We're, we're coming back there. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, anybody else? Uh, uh, please share what, what touched your heart tonight? What stuck out to you? I thought it was interesting that the devil's approach is not always to come at us blatantly, but it's to come at us in a subtle way. And I think that was really interesting because a lot of times his attacks are a lot of truth mixed with some lie, and that makes it all a lie. And that's just, it really hit me tonight. Oof. All right, Kyle and April. The big thing that stood out to me uh, was that we want the benefits of knowledge, uh, but we don't want to apply that knowledge. Um, and I think the the story that Pastor Gibson gave uh, with uh, Adam and Eve and how they constantly wanted to, they wanted knowledge and that's not a bad thing, but they just went about it the wrong way. And as Eden was even saying, we want to, we look at Eve and we're like, oh, why would she do something like that? And, you know, and destroy all the humanity with sin. But how often do we want knowledge so bad, but we go about obtaining it in the wrong way, um, not trusting in our relationship with God. Okay. All right. Love it. Um, a couple things that stuck out to me. The first, I was thinking about what are the things that I fear? What are the things that have a lot that hold me captive, basically? Because I never looked at fear as something that's holding me captive. 
and that God should hold me captive. But what am I placing that's holding me captive? And I'll, I'll just be like very vulnerable. I just recently like stopped using TikTok because I felt like it was holding me captive, even though I had like a love hate relationship with it. It was like holding me captive. It was making me really angry. And I didn't realize that that was it's like I was fearing it in a sense. I was giving it power over me and we should be giving God power over us. And and that really like I was sitting there and I'm like, what is it that I let (laughs) like, you know, I'm sure we all have something. And um, the other thing was basically us we tend to usurp uh, the good, like what God sees as good. You know, like Eve repeats the same like phrasing, like when she saw that it was good for food, when she saw that it was good to make her wise. And God had said that at the beginning. And Alexei said that earlier, like God said it was good. It was good. And that's repeated over and over again. But Eve takes that like mindset. And I think in our modern world, we often look at things and instead of filtering it through God, we say that is good. That is good because it appeals to us instead of and we, in a sense, are usurping what is good. All right. So I want to I want to pause there for a second. Because, Michael, I'm taking some, some of these ideas. Alexi, I'm taking some of these ideas. What do we do about, check this out, the deception of perception, right? So we're deceived with this perception. And Coker, it kind of ties into what you were talking about earlier, about that idea about uncertainty and, and what cannot coexist. So, so take us back there, uh, joining with this idea of what do we do with this deception of perception, meaning this idea that, what I think and my ideas um, can go forth without actually surrendering those things unto God. That sometimes we think that we are the beginning of wisdom rather than God being the beginning of wisdom, the fear of the Lord. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, you, your question takes what I was thinking in a different direction. So I had to like reorient. I'm, I'm good. I'm trying to get there. Okay. So that makes me think of what we heard from last night when God goes around the garden and he's like, he's pointing out things. He's like, that's good and that's good and that's really good. And, and then he goes over to the tree and he's like, and that's bad. It was never anything that was withheld from us. We might have this desire to make it seem as though uh, uh, God is like withholding, right? but he's, he, it was, that was just never the case. So like our perception is, is, is like maybe that God is trying to withhold something from us, but 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 he's not like what that that original lie uh, puts us in a position where we're essentially we're trying to uh, we're looking for there to be more than than there is than God. Okay, and that means that we don't understand who God is. It's true. There's there there is there is no more. There is no end to knowing God. It is the only thing that I can study constantly always learning something new and never know it all Hmm. anybody want to tag on to that i think anytime we try to put god god into a box is when we lose sight of what wisdom really is and it can be hard for somebody who might have grown up in the church like you guys might have grown up in the church and you know a lot about god but if we don't have that heart relationship with him it's like a counterfeit wisdom. Like we know a lot about him, but it's not doing anything. We're not going anywhere with that knowledge. Oh, okay. So counterfeit wisdom. I'm hearing this. I'm hearing about that first deception and us 
not having this true relationship with God, but having this false, once again, counterfeit. Uh, Kyle, April, what else do you guys have to add on to this? I think that something else that I realized about perception is that we are constantly trying to understand it. We're constantly trying to understand, well, why do I have to do this? Um, why should I do this? Why should I go here? And when God is telling us to trust him and be like, hey, I need you to follow me wherever I'm calling you. Um, and when it comes to knowledge, hey, I'm trying to teach you this, but in order to teach you this knowledge, I need you to go here. I need you to do that. And a lot of times we look and we're like, well, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't mm. get this. But God's like, I didn't ask you to make sense of it for you. It makes sense to me. And that's all that matters, right? Um, so I think often we try to, ra and even myself, I try to rationalize, does this make sense? And oftentimes it doesn't, but that God doesn't call us to make sense of what he calls us to do. He calls us to trust him and follow his perception in his ways. And you should be a preacher, bro. <laughs> uh, any, anybody else? Uh, I know we heard so much, there's such a rich depthness. Uh, the word was parted correctly. Uh, what hope, I guess I will ask, ask you this, what hope do you think uh, we can draw out of here tonight to give to not only our audience, but to give to ourselves uh, as we're seeking this? Because I know I'm sitting there, I'm like, wisdom, seeking it, and I realize in so many ways, I'm foolish, right? So where can we find hope as we're seeking and chasing wisdom? There's a verse that's coming to mind right now that God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. Mm. And so he still can use our foolishness. He can still use our struggles. He can still use our lack, you know, and that is where we can see God. I think um, where we need to fear is in our excess when we feel like we don't need God. When we feel like we have enough, um, kind of how we were, it was alluding to where, um, you know, we're rich in increase of goods, lacking nothing. That is where I think the fear needs to come um, mm. when we have that excess, not necessarily okay. when we have the lack, but when we have the excess. Okay. You should be a preacher as well. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I don't want to bounce off what Alexei said before when he referenced the church of Laodicea. And he talked about how they said, we don't lack anything because we're rich. And Jesus said, you know, you need to come to me for your clothing. But he also said, you need to come to me because you can't see and I can give you eye salve and so that you can see. And I think like kind of practically tying up our perception with deceptions and our life, like how can I avoid and I think at first it is laying down the things that we know because we can kind of gauge ourselves on the things that are really, really taking up massive amount of like space right. in our life right. that is crowding out the voice of God. So we need to lay down our distractions. We really need to look at our lives and say, what are the things that are occupying my thoughts, okay. my time and my resources? What are the things that I'm looking at all day long? What are the things that I'm spending my time consumed with thinking about? And for me personally, that was the beginning of my like reckoning, like, wow, I'm really not paying attention to God and I am not 
I am putting myself in God's shoes and I'm telling God what he should be doing for me. I come to him. I say, hey, God bless me in this. God God bless this person. Do this, do this. Instead of coming to him and saying, what do you want me to hear? Let me listen to you. I'm going to listen to you. So, so what really resonate with what you're saying is what, uh, uh, what we heard earlier, which is going from the Garden of Eden all the way to the cross, right? And that, that journey there and uh, tying uh, along with Alexi said that, that passage that's in Matthew 6, you know, about not worrying about what to eat and clothe, but it, it ends there with the seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and yes. all these things will be added unto you. So thank you and so much. And what are these things? Yes. All of the things that are in your life. Absolutely. Uh, Coker, you're going you're gonna to add. Yeah, it's, uh, all of this is starting to, in my mind, is starting to coalesce and connect back to what we were talking about last year with the Beatitudes. And so this desire for us to get away from the need for faith, for us to like have certainty is the same mess that we were in with the Beatitudes. And so God, like with his with his Sermon on the Mount, immediately throws all that down and says, well, you know, poor in spirit. Like you, blessed are those that are like poor in spirit. Like there's two groups of people in the audience that are listening to Christ. There's the people that are broken and lost and know it. And there's the group of people that are broken and lost and don't know it. Ooh. It's it's the it's this pharisaical nat- nature that we have. I think, I think like, it really singes on me, like as an Adventist, like this, we we sit comfortably in this area of wanting to know for certain things, and it is not probably, it, no, no, it is definitely not the safe place to be. We're trying to put ourselves in a place where we don't need faith. So, where we so, don't need God. So then I will end with this. Righteousness by, by, by certainty instead yes. of righteousness by faith. Yes, absolutely. Where, where is the safe place to be then? So... I, I would I would even push back against the question like there, the only way to answer is gonna is gonna be like in the relationship with God. Here so your go. truth is going to progress over time. If it doesn't, then like then you're not really getting to know God because He's infinite, right? Right. So if in your time around God, in your study, in your relationship, it's not progressing, it's not changing, it's not de- deepening, you're not getting to know God. I don't know who you're getting to know, but it is, isn't my Jesus. All right. So. I think we can kick that back to the audience and say, we find, I'm dropping the word certainty, but what we're called to pursue is that relationship. That's the beautiful part. Absolutely. Is that, yes, it, it just keeps going. What is? What was it that ah, we were talking? Further, what was it? Further up, further in. Is there any C.S. Lewis fans in here? Yeah, further up, further in. I'm going to like... It just, the joy of learning never stops. That's the beautiful part. And I think, I know now we're over time, but this is, this is the beautiful <laughs> thing about our, our misconception of heaven and why people think that it's boring is because we don't understand that we're worshiping an infinite God. Mm. What do you mean boring? Every single time we make a new discovery, we learn 10 new things that we knew nothing about. And our, what we don't know about the universe expands every time we learn something new. Mm. We are operating off of this presupposition that the universe is finite and it isn't because it reflects our creator. Amen.